treasure seekers. In a certain town in the world there were four Brahmins who lived as the best of friends. And being stricken with utter poverty, they took counsel together. A curse on this business of being poor. For the well-served master hates him still. His loving kinsmen with a will abandon him, woes multiply, while friends and even children fly. His high-born wife grows cool, the flash of virtue dims, brave efforts crash for him who has no ready cash. And again, charm, courage, eloquence, good looks and thorough mastery of books, if money does not back the same, are useless in the social game. Better be dead than penniless, as the story goes, a beggar to the graveyard hide, and their friend corpse arise, he cried, one moment lift my heavy weight of poverty, for I of late grow weary and desire instead, your comfort you are good and dead. The corpse was silent, he was sure, it was better to be dead than poor. So let us at any cost strive to make money, for the saying goes, money gets you anything, gets in a flash, therefore let the prudent get cash, cash, cash. Now this cash comes to men in six ways. They are begging for charity, flunkism at the court, farm work, the learned, professions, assury, trade. However, among all these methods of making money, trade is only one without a hitch in it. For king's favor is a thing unstable, crows peck at winning's charitable. You make in learning the professions too many very some concessions to teachers, farms are too much labor in Usury, you lend your neighbor the cast which is your life, and therefore you really live a poor man. Wherefore I see in trade the only living that can be truly pleasure giving. Hooray for trade! Now, profitable trade has seven branches they are the false weights and balances, price boosting, keeping a pawn shop, getting regular customers, a stock company. Articles de luxe, such as perfumes, foreign trade. Now the economists say false weights and boosting prices to an overshameless sum and constant cheating of one's friends are fit for social scum. And again, deposits in the house compel the pawn shop man to pray if you kill the owner. Lord, I will give you what you say. Likewise, the holder of a stock reflects with glee, though one of many, the wide world's wealth belongs to me, no other gets a penny. Furthermore, perfumery is first-class wear, why deal in gold and such? Whatever the cost, you sell it for a thousand times as much. Foreign trade is the affair of the capitalist. As the book says, wild elephants are caught by tame, so money kings devising a trap for money capture it with far-flung advertising.
the brisk commercial traveler who knows the selling game invests his money and returns with twice or thrice the same and again the crow or good for naught or deer afraid of foreign lands in heedless slothfulness is sure to perish where he stands having thus set their minds in order and resolved on foreign travel they said farewell to home and friends and started all four of them well there is a wisdom in the saying the man whose mind is money mad from all his kinsmen flees he hastens from his mother dear he breaks his promises he even goes to foreign lands which he would not elect and leaves his native country well what else do you expect so in time they came to avanti country where they bathed in the waters of sipra and adored great god shiva as they traveled further they met a master magician named terrajoy and having greeted him in proper brahman fashion they all accompanied him to his monastery cell there the magician asked whence they came whither they were going and what was their object and they replied we are all pilgrims seeking magic power we have resolved to go where we shall find enough money or death for proverb says while water is given by fate out of heaven if men dig a well it bubbles from hell man's effort sufficiently great can equal the wonders of fate and again success complete in any feat is sure to bless true manliness man's effort sufficiently great is what a dullard calls fate there is no toy called easy joy but man must strain to body's pain even vishnu embraces his bride with arms that the churn stick has tried so disclose to us some method of getting money whether crawling into a hole or placating a witch or living in a graveyard or selling human flesh or anything you are said to have a miraculous magic while we have boundless daring you know the saying only the great can aid the great to win their hearts desire apart from ocean who could bear the fierce subaqueous fire so the magician perceiving their fitness as disciples made four magic quills and gave one to each saying go to the northern slope of the himalaya mountains and wherever a quill drops there the owner will certainly find a treasure now as they followed his directions and the leader's quill dropped and on examining the spot he found soil all copper so he said look here take all the copper you want but the other said fool what is the good of a thing which even in quantity does not put an end to poverty stand up let's go on and he replied you may go i will accompany you no farther so he took his copper and was forced to turn back the three others went farther but they had traveled only a little way when the leader's quill dropped and when he dug down he found the soil all silver at this he was delighted and cried look take all the silver you want no need of going further fool said the other two the soil was copper first then silver it will certainly be gold ahead this stuff even in quantity does not relieve poverty so much you too may go said he i will not join you so he took his silver and turned back the two went on until one quill dropped when the owner dug down he found that the soil is all gold seeing this he was delighted and said to his companion look 
Take all the gold you want. There is nothing beyond better than gold. Fool, said the other. Don't you see the point? First came copper, then silver, and then gold. Beyond, there will certainly be gems. Stand up, let's go farther. What is good of this stuff? A quantity of it is a mere burden. You may go, he replied. I will stay here and wait for you. So the other went alone. His limbs were scorched by the rays of summer sun, and his thoughts were confused by thirst as he wandered to and fro over the trails in the land of fairies. At last, on a whirling platform, he saw a man with blood dripping down his body, for a wheel was whirling on his head. Then he made haste and said, Sir, why do you stand thus with a wheel whirling on your head? In any case, tell me if there is water anywhere. I am mad with thirst. The moment the Brahmin said this, the wheel left the other's head and settled on his own. My very dear sir, said he, what is the meaning of this? In the very same way they replied the other, it settled on my head. But said the Brahmin, when will it go away? It hurts terribly. And the fellow said, when someone holds in his hand a magic quill, such as you had, arrives and speaks as you did, then it will settle on his head. Well, said the Brahman, how long were you here? And the other said, Who is king in the world at present? On hearing the answer, King Vinavatsa, he said, When Rama was king, I was poverty-stricken, procured a magic quill and came here just like you. And I saw another man with a wheel on his head and put a question to him. The moment I asked the question, just like you, the wheel left his head and settled on mine. But I cannot reckon the centuries. Then the wheel-bearer asked, My dear sir, how, pray, did you get food while standing thus? My dear sir, said the fellow, the god of wealth, fearful lest his treasures be stolen, prepared this terror so that no magician might come so far, and if any should succeed in coming, he was to be freed from hunger and thirst, persevered, preserved from decrepitude and death, and was merely to endure this torture. So now permit me to say farewell. You have set me free from the sizable misery. Now I am going home. And he went. After he had gone, the gold finder, wondering why his companion delayed, eagerly followed his footprints, and having gone but a little away, he saw a man whose body was drenched with blood, a man tortured by a cruel whirling on his head, and this man was his own companion. So he came near and asked with tears, My dear fellow, what is the meaning of this? A whim of fate, said the other, but tell me, said he, what has happened? And in the answer to his question, the other told the entire history of Wheel. When the friend heard this, he scolded him, saying, Well, I told you time and again not to do it. Yet from the lack of sense you did not do, as I said. In indeed, there is wisdom in the sayings, Scholarship is less than sense, therefore seek intelligence. Senseless scholars in their pride made a lion when they died. How was that? asked the wheel-bearer. And the gold finder told the story of lion makers.